0: It's three o'clock on Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by
1: Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer.
0: This is completely BS. This is shame. They had to win tonight. If that's that's the
1: case,
2: just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win.
3: Thanks for making us your
1: sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour is brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence building successful partnerships. All right, we're going to jump on the phones in just a second. But if you're just tuning in and you're like, Dukes Bell, what's going on today? Well, I'm glad you asked. Nick Friedle stopped by, Odyssey NBA Insider, uh, in the 2 o'clock hour and basically poo-pooed everything about the Hawks when it comes to whether we're going to be able to win with Trey Young as our star. And it's got a lot of you upset. A lot of you may be agreeing. And Mike and I are talking about it with you uh, here on the show. I want you to hear his comment before we get into some of these phone calls, Mike, um, but this is what Nick said.
2: When I look at this Hawks team, I look at a team that is just not close to being where they need to be. And I have no doubt that this is a topic of conversation down there in Atlanta all the time. But mm-hmm. as I watch the Hawks, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they ended up moving Trey young uh, at, at some point here in the near future this summer or, or in the next year. Cause you're just not going to win
3: when he is your number one guy.
1: All right. 404 726 0929. I do want to mention this since we were talking about Luca, because, uh, and I don't want to make this solely about him and Trey. We're talking about Trey and our team. But the guy with the most uh, three pointers, seven three pointers and seven assists in NBA history. So, seven three pointers and seven assists. Right. Steph Curry. He's got 63. James Harden has 32, Dame Lillard has 30, Luca has 14, Trey has 13. Guys, they're hand-in-hand when you talk about these milestones and things that they've been able to accomplish. And I get it, Mike. A lot of people saw him come in here and drop that that 70 on us. And they were like, oh, the upper hand. But there are so many numbers like that. If you just want to go by Hmm. what they've done, how close they are, whether it's 30-point games and assists. And I think Trey is fifth all-time
0: right now. With 30-point games and 15 assists. He's fifth in NBA history. Right. I mean, I know that uh, you know we talk about Oscar, you know, invoking Oscar Roberts. I, to me, I just think Luka's better than Trey. I think Luka's had, had bigger moments. I mean, look, Trey's big moment was Madison Square Garden beating the Sixers. And that, that unfortunately, just seems like it's ancient history. And, and Luka, you know, hey, look, his own issues we've talked about. You know, we talk about guys being a cancer in a locker room. He's gotten guys got on that team, guys traded off that team, general manager fired, coach fired. So, you know, both guys have had their, their own unique sort of uh, road to the uh, to the NBA championship, which they haven't even come close to, other than they've both been to the conference championship. Yeah. And both guys, you could argue, teams are – who's who's underachieving more? Are, the Mavericks are underachieving more, you could argue, with the pieces they've got than we are. I agree. We don't have anything close to Kyrie. Right. Um,
1: we we don't have. I even like Hardaway, who was once a hawk, He right. Got traded away, and he's gotten better. Three point machine. Yeah, I, I think they have a lot of different pieces there. But yes, they are underachieving. All right, let's talk to uh, uh to you guys four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Tim, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The game, Tim, talk to us. Hey, man.
2: Okay, let uh, let's keep it real just for a minute. Two thousand one. I mean, two twenty twenty one was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Trey hadn't done anything since then. We're on the, they're on the third coach since then. They've traded away. John Collins couldn't get around him, so we brought in somebody else. They got rid of this guy. They've gotten rid of that guy. The Hawks have done everything they possibly could up until this point trying to find pieces to put around him. Ultimately, you got to look around, and you've got to pay attention and acknowledge what's the one common denominator. The one common denominator is Trey. Trey. Now, he, when you look at them on paper, it looks great on paper. The numbers look fine, but right now the Hawks are six games under 500. If you want to compare them to Dallas, Dallas is eight games over 500. So let's not let's not try to let's not do the false equivalency thing.
1: The truth is, yeah, but where are they in the standings? But where are they in the standings? It doesn't matter. They're in the play-in just like we are right now. That doesn't matter how many games over five hundred they are. They're in the play-in. That's all that matters. If the playoffs started today, the Mavs would be in the play-in, and so would be so would we. Who cares about how many games you are over five hundred? Well, they'd be is, home. Is the Western Conference? Because what you're saying is the West is better than the East. I'm not going to debate that. But it's not like they're the the best team in the conference, or if that for that matter, they're not even the top four seed. So that is irrelevant. Tell me what you think about Trey and whether or not we can
0: win with him. And do you agree with Nick Friedell or not? That is where I'm at. Now, just by devil's advocate, they are play—they play, they give up six points less than we. They play better defense in a tougher conference to the Mavericks. Let's keep that real. Let's talk about our guy and where right. we're at. I'm just like I'm like I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be a Lu- I just think Luka's better than Trey, and I think that they're, they're well, they are right now by any metric. You know, to the caller's point, they're in a better conference, but they're in a better record and a better conference. Well, I said that. He yeah. didn't say that. He's that, trying look. to say they're six games over five hundred. Yeah. I don't care.
1: They're in the right. play-in. Here's the deal about Luca. Too. They're eight
0: games over five hundred.
1: He got to the Western Conference Finals, Mike, and flamed out. He flamed out. They didn't do anything. So this conversation about, you know, well, 2021's a long time ago. Luca just got there, and they didn't do anything either. So let's, you want to talk about the comparables? Let's, let's put it all on the table and not be unfair or biased. Let's talk to JP next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. JP, hey, man.
2: Hey, fellas. What's going on? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Trey Young is a bona fide superstar.
1: And I don't care if Trey drops 70
2: points a game. The biggest problem with the Hawks right now is the Hawks don't play defense. Right, We're giving up all-star numbers in regular season games. So, um, for those people who think that, you know, let's get rid of Trey, let's get rid of Trey, I say look at Portland and Dame Lillard. Hmm. How'd that work out when they got rid of Dame? So, yes, I, I think that. That Trey Young, you can build around him. I don't care about his personality because Kobe had a really weird personality and so did Jordan, right? True. So I could care less right. about the personality. Um, I think until the Hawks learn how to play defense, We'll be in a world of hurt until then, but that's all
0: I got. Thanks, Thanks, JP. Like we've talked about, you know, Trey and the and the big the big moments on the big stage. You look at the squad. I mean, the Red Velvet. They don't want to spend the money to keep him around. That's a role player. I'm not saying that you know Herter is going to be like a superstar, but he was he was a good piece on this team. You need those guys. You need scoring off the bench. Gallo was a nice piece off the bench. Then you know, we got older, moved on. But I, I get all that. But you just don't have the scoring. The team as it's presently constructed, guys. It's the, look at the bench. I mean, the Andre Hunter has been completely. I mean, uh, enigmatic at times, a mystery, incon inconsistent. the The best moment was two years ago against the Heat in Game Five. Yeah, and then and now can he build on that? But that's not like it's not Trey Young's fault that DeAndre Hunter, who was picked fourth overall, isn't consistent. That's not you can't put that on Trey. You can't put that on de- the Deandre Dejounte Murray's not an elite defender. He's okay, but the team doesn't play a lick of defense. We've talked about Capella. We've talked about this team, Carl. The in a, last night, the Bulls it was like a shoot around. If you didn't watch the <laughs> game, now the Bulls were getting—I mean, literally—they could run right to the basket and nobody was stepping to him. Now, now if you don't like Trey, Trey got—I I was confused last night. Trey got a second technical. He did, but it was the—it's the one—it's the—it's one, the, it's the flop technical where you are know, doing the Harden thing, which people—and that's another thing. I think some guys you no know, do. Do media around the country not like him? Sure. I think we saw that of the All-Star voting. I'm not arguing that.
1: Let's talk to uh, Ron up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking to you. Uh, Nick Friedle, Odyssey NBA insider, says, hey, we're not going to win with this guy. This is how it is. Uh, The front
0: office needs to realize this, and it wouldn't surprise him if they trade Trey away in the offseason. But here's the other thing. This front office isn't – got to be honest. Every time I hear Landry Field speak, I don't think this is the guy that's going to be able to do the big turnaround that everybody wants. Yes, we all know we're kind of spinning our wheels in the play-in zone, but you telling me this is the guy – Who's going to be able to – this was the guy in the cabal which signed up on the DeJounte trade, which hasn't produced anything. Anything, guys, by any metric, the DeJounte-Murray trade was a fail. You gave up three number ones, and you haven't gotten any better. Matter of fact, you got worse.
1: Only reason you ever give up three number ones is if you're going to the NBA finals the next season. That's it. That's it. Ron, what's going on? You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man.
2: Good talking to you guys. Good talking to you guys. Look, man, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Trey is a beast. But I agree with Nick. You guys, you, you can't you can't win with him. The thing is, to me, and I may be wrong, but that's my opinion, Trey is a Scotty Pippen.
1: Okay. Okay. So he's a complimentary piece, not the man. You need
2: to get somebody that's in there that's dominant, that can, uh, that can make this team be a team. That can call these guys out, these guys respect. I know they respect Trey, but that can call them out, tell them exactly what they're doing, and tell them who exactly, exactly what they are.
3: You
1: know, you bring Trey up
2: – Trey, Trey is a great number, two. He's a great pivot. To me, that's what he is. He's okay. a great
1: pippin. Okay. That's interesting. You bring up a great point about, you know, putting him with someone else. And I'll give you an idea. When Paul George went to play with Kawhi, Paul George was considered to be a number one. Paul George with the Pacers was considered to be a guy that was a star in this league and could do all the things – But he goes and plays with Kawhi, and he takes a step back. He doesn't even see himself now. And on that team, I don't even know if he sees himself as a number two. Maybe it's hard now. Mm. But the point is, you're willing to go and do that because you know, hey, I play better and I have a better shot at the championship if I play this role. I don't know if Trey can do that because he's a guy that's always, always had the ball in his hands, Mike. He's a point guard. So he's always had control of that situation. Paul George is a guy, you want me to run around and run off screens? I can do that. And I'm using him as an example to say that's an example of a guy who was a star, is a star in this league, and said, he takes a step back when he goes and plays with the Kawhi. I don't know if what I'm getting to is if you traded for somebody of that hmm. elk, if you went and got a guy that was considered to be uh, a stud on that level, Mike, how would that work with Trey?
0: for all the things that we talk
1: about DeJounte, I don't think people saw him as that no, uh, coming
0: and, from the Spurs. And i got to be honest. we Call me crazy, and I think everybody around the league, the positive side was, well, wow, Trey's going to move without the ball. He's going to be leading the league in scoring. This guy's going to lead the leagues in assists, right? And that never really meant – it just never happened. It, it, it never came out like we thought it was going. Now, I think they play well sometimes. I think you could argue DeJounte plays much better when Trey's not on the floor, you know, it, it, and, and when, when games – either yeah. Trey's been injured or just the way the minutes roll. The other thing is, guys – like, I don't. I don't. I, do, I disagree that he's a Pippin. I think that you look at Golden State and you say, you know, you look at Curry and you say you got to put pieces around him. You do, you know. And and look, and they Lill- drafted Clay, yeah, right? Dame Lillard doesn't play defense, and Halliburton doesn't play defense. You know, I mean, you guys make it sound like Steph Curry is a like Gary Payton. You know, that's not the case. But you got to put pieces around it, man. Uh, all right. I mean, a, a big, you know, a big time, you know. We talked about, they, they should have made the move for DeAndre. I know DeAndre looks like a wuss, but they should have made the move there. Move John Collins off. That's the thing. the hell out a John Collins for so many years. They got nothing for it. Yeah, that was, a, that was. they waited too long.
1: Hey, uh, Chuck and Sean, uh, you guys calling in. We're, we're going to get back to your phone calls. we got a guest coming up. Evan Washburn, CBS sideline reporter. We're going to get back into the Super Bowl. The most watched event, guys, since the moon landing. Mike mentioned it to start the show. And the most watched Super Bowl ever. We'll get into uh, all the things with Evan Washburn who joins us next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Mike, I'm engaging. I'm engaging on the Twitter. (laughs) How's it going? How's that engagement working out for you? Well, here's the deal, and it's funny because I think people hear what they want sometimes, and guys are like, nobody's talking about Luca like this. What they're saying is, and we're going to get to our guests in a second, but what they're saying, and I'm about to tweet this out is, Have we put the right pieces around Luka to win a championship? That's what we're talking about here and how we can be better. Have we done the right things to put a team around Trey that we could possibly make a run? And not necessarily this year because we know our team is our team right now. But they are asking that question. You know why? Because they're afraid they're going to lose Luka. They're afraid that when it comes time, Luka's going to go, you guys haven't done enough, and I'm going to go somewhere else where
0: I can win. And, and that's you, my concern with Trey here. Not, maybe not absolutely. this year, but at some point, he's going to say, I'm not getting respected for the All-Star game, and i got to get somewhere else. i got to get some juice. And, and then on top of that, if you
1: believe that, you know, they haven't looked, done, done all these moves, I just want you to go look at what they've done and who he's had a chance to play with. Trey has ha- not had a chance to play with half the guys caliber-wise mm. that Luka has had in Dallas, as one of our uh, great listeners points out. And Steven says, dude, do, do people not remember? He had Jalen Brunson there. Right? Brunson Correct. goes to New York. They, he could have said, I need Brunson. Right. This is a guy I need. Brunson goes, he's a star in New York. He played with Seth Curry. Porzingis. He's got Kyrie now.
0: Right. St- I hadn't played with anybody of those no, ca- that caliber. nobody. And, like, DeJounte Murray is not even close to that caliber. Come you on. can't put guys. We got fleeced by the map. Good news is we didn't trade him for get further robbed. And now we've got to move him in the offseason and bring in somebody that can help Trey. That's yes. what we need to do. Yep. Are they going to spend the money to do it? Yeah. And by the way, uh, according to the standings and all
1: that that stuff you guys are talking about, ant means Ant-Man's better than Luka because this team is currently number one in the Western Conference. All right. With that said, let's talk to Evan Washburn. And Evan, let's talk some football because uh, we're talking about hoops and our team. We appreciate you joining us. CBS sideline reporter. You worked the Super Bowl. Talk about the ending of this game and – and the moment, the tension in the building, because I think people around the country, as they, the Chiefs got in scoring position, you just felt like they were going to do it, right? You felt like they were going to make this happen.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to talk about Trey Young now. You guys got that, was a lot of, that was a lot of passion. I felt like a listener. Um, <laughs> look, absolutely. Tension, uh, moment, uh, just kind of history as you're watching it unfold, especially with what Mahomes and the Chiefs have done here over the last, now two years back-to-back, but really if you look at the last five seasons and Super Bowls are unique on so many fronts, and even in those moments, it feels big, but it also has this really intimate feel because it's a unique crowd, it's a unique venue because of the fact that it's a neutral site and it's on this massive stage, but it almost isn't as loud as the conference championship game, so you kind of put that all in the sauce, and then the fact that it's overtime and you know that means that, as we saw, a lot of people are watching. Mm. Um, it was pretty special.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, we, we tried all week, uh, Evan, to come up with some kind of fresh angle. And everything we wound up coming back to is, well, Mahomes is going to do some Mahomes stuff. And, and he did. You know, And whether it was a scrambling, moving the football on those fourth downs, just, just the clutchness of it. And, and watching a guy in his prime doing things other guys can't do.
3: The angle that's fresh, in my opinion, is special teams dictate so much of mm. football and we don't either want to talk about it or <laughs> right. know how to talk about it. And I think we're really fortunate that we have Jay Feely in those moments, who was a longtime NFL kicker and it at times might seem crazy to have a, a special team specific analyst, but man, it pays off because he had some great Uh, Add-ons, both on air and in break, and you see it when you look back in that game. That special teams were as big a reason as any any why one Kansas City has a Super Bowl and why San Francisco lost it.
1: Uh, Evan Washburn, our guest guy, CBS sideline reporter, worked the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Everybody is talking about the numbers that came in, and you know how it was uh, watched around the world. I want to ask you about the hosting of and what Vegas did. All the concerns really ended up not being a big deal, right? I mean, with all the players there and everything that was going on, I don't know, the NFL emphasized it. We heard Roger Goodell at the beginning of the week last week talk about integrity of the game. And then, you know, we get a crazy one that goes to overtime. But I thought Vegas did a really good job. Talk about your experience there.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I expected them to do a good job because it's an event town. I mean, they host massive conferences and events and I mean that's what that place is built on so from an infrastructure standpoint I had no doubt they'd be able to handle it and then yeah I think it's part of the growing shift that we're seeing to things being accepted that weren't a few years ago and I think it's silly for people to constantly throw in whether it's the league's face or anyone's face oh my gosh it's crazy you said this five years ago about gambling well things change and that said, I could tell that there's this idea that you know, optics are important still. So uh, when it came to gambling and where people were and depending on what your role was, uh, my experience specific to my what ended up being almost eight days there, was pretty boring. Uh, but that was by design. We stayed uh, at the Virgin. Uh, I got out right. a couple times for a couple dinners here and there. But I pretty much, uh, whether it was going to meetings or going to get something to eat, uh, was just hanging out in my room because – it much like the players, it's a long week, and I've done it where you get burned out by Thursday, and then you realize, <laughs> man, we haven't even gotten to the reason we're here. So uh, that that was kind of my, my my routine. Uh, not as exciting.
0: Evan Washburn's with us, guys. CBS sideline report. He was there at the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. I'm going to be out there Friday, and again, it's. I mean, I presume there's going to be, like, Chiefs fans still, like, laying in the gutter, Carl, in front of Bellagio. <laughs> I think you're going to
3: find it. would be more Niners fans. Yeah. The Niners, Niners <laughs> as I learned, it's not Niners Nation. It's uh, Niners Faithful. Right. Um, they, they, I, I feel for them, but, man, they delivered. From oh. opening night all the way through Sunday, they brought it.
0: And speaking of the Niners, we're, we're really familiar with Kyle Shanahan and, and the Maybe a lack of situational awareness we were up by 25 in our Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. He's blown some leads, but you alluded to the special teams. I, I really can't put this on Shanahan. The only thing which I think you could argue was, is the coin flip and deciding to take the football first. I know analytics guys like the idea that maybe you get the ball three times if you push, but I, I just felt in the old days, make the Chiefs score then you st- or stop them and you win the game
3: this idea that they didn't know the rules to me is completely maddening. Like, look, (laughs) the the 49ers knew the new overtime rules. Kyle Shanahan is as detailed as any coach in the league. He's as respected as any coach in the league. They made a decision. He explained it not only in his postgame press conference, but I had to do the losing interview with him and he acknowledged it there. And so that's, that to me, I think is, is silly. And I would have taken the ball. i take the ball. I want the situation where there's, you would say, less pressure to deliver a specific result. So whether it's you kick a field goal or you score a touchdown and then you lean on your defense that at that point was gassed, I'm on that sideline, they're all sucking down oxygen. To throw them back out on the field right away would have been reckless. And then the flip side, look, I'm not saying that Kansas City's uh, being disingenuous with the idea that they were going to go for two, but it's real easy to say that when you've won the Super Bowl. Mm. So I think it, it, it feels like people want to be upset because they lost, so they need a reason, and that that seems to be the most popular. But I don't I don't think it is. We, we touched on it. the reasons were mm. turnovers and poor special teams.
1: Evan, as you're talking about the defense being gas, let's talk about Kansas City's defense. I mean, this is the real reason why, why this team ultimately won, right? I mean, think about the Chris Jones play that forces them to kick a field goal versus getting seven there. All season long, this defense kept them in games and was one of the best defenses in the league. And, you know, we always talk about Mahomes, but they didn't score. The, 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 uh, the Chiefs were middle of the road this year offensively and scoring points, and so – You know, you get to the Super Bowl and you look at the final score, it's not like they had 35 points on the board. This is kind of who they've been all year, right?
3: 100%. I saw it week two in Jacksonville. Our crew had that game, and that was sort of the start of one. You could see there was going to be trouble in the waters offensively, and then two, and this defense could be special. And it's a testament to Brett Veach having Mm -hmm. a vision. He's drafted. He's invested in that side of the ball, high in the draft with their picks the last few years. A luxury you can have when you have a all time great at quarterback. And then Steve Spagnolo, I was thinking about it today. I mean, he's a, if there was a term or a wing of the Hall of Fame for coordinator, right. he would be in it. He's a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. And I don't think we view it enough because we're so obsessed with, hey, he's a coordinator. He's going to be an ex head coach. Why isn't Steve Spagnolo getting looks to be a head coach? Not to say he shouldn't. But I think we should celebrate what he is, and he's an incredible defensive coordinator, teacher, and schemer.
0: I know that uh, he came up with the plan we mentioned earlier as Evan Washburn joins from CBS here. He was a guy that shut down Brady with the Giants. You know, I mean, so that's, that's got to stand for something. The uh, yeah, his
3: resume is ridiculous. It's, it's Brady with the Giants in those Super Bowls. It's this season. It's Lamar two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unreal what he's been able to do.
0: So, big picture now, who's going who's to challenge the Chiefs in the AFC? It seems like Buffalo spits the bit. You know, they had the great opportunity. We were going bananas because Todd Munkin, as you know, Evan, did such a great job at Georgia. But I thought that was one of the screwiest game plans yeah. to basically take your own run game away against the Chiefs at home in Baltimore earlier this year.
3: So, specific to that, I, I'm glad we can talk about it because I've come to understand it better. And, again, this is – highlights what Spagnolo does so well mm. it wasn't that Todd Munkin and the Ravens didn't want to run the ball it's that they have rules and it's run pass option those are the play calls mm. and what Spagnolo's defense did was look like it was set up and so the rule is then you check to the pass but then it would it's disguised at its best so I think they got in Munkin's head and Lamar's head in that game, and they should have been stubborn to running the ball, even if the look doesn't say you should, because Kansas City was working out of that look. Uh, but I still think the teams that, that compete with the Chiefs are, are the ones that have been competing with them the last years. It's Buffalo. It's, yeah. I'm not giving up on that. I wouldn't. I think it'd be naive to do so. It's been unfortunate the way they finished, but they've been right there. Baltimore the belief is that Jim Harbaugh will bring the Chargers to the potential that they've shown, at least in terms of personnel and Justin Herbert, the road's not going to be easy. It gets harder and harder. That's what made new England just incredible when you look at what they did, but there was that 10 year gap. And that's, that's to me what Mahomes and in Kansas city is about to embark on because this era or this group is going to shift. Kelsey's mm-hmm. got a few more years at most. How long does Andy Reid coach? Mahomes is the is the rock. He's the anchor. But he's gonna have to morph into a different type of quarterback, different type of athlete. He's gonna be asked to do so much more. And while they've won three, it's it's he's I would say maybe two years from now, as he crosses into his thirties, that's where we're gonna see can he truly chase down Brady because everybody's coming after him week in and week out, and he's not gonna have the support system around him that he's had up until this point, longer than you would imagine a few more years.
1: Evan, it's always good to talk with you, man. Great job, not only at the Super Bowl, but this season. And uh, enjoy the offseason, man. Uh, We can't wait to get back to football. And I know you feel the same way, even though you need some rest.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Good luck with that old Trey Young thing. I'm going to tune back in later. (laughs) Please do.
1: (laughs) Please do. We're going to continue to talk about that. But when we come back, it's time for Yeah, Man, No, Man. Connor Riley's on the way. And if you're just joining us and you're going, what's Evan Washburn talking about? We had a guest on today that said this franchise is not going to be able to win with Trey Young. Mm. And he was very adamant about it and explained why. And it got you upset and us going, and we've been (laughs) talking about it. And we'll continue that conversation. But when we come back, yeah, man, no, man, next. Coming up, more on uh, whether or not you feel like this franchise can win with Trey Young. We had
0: no intentions, by the way, today come in. Mike and I were all about football. We had right. some things planned. and Then Nick Friedel dropped that bomb on us. Now, I did say to you yesterday, I don't think anybody outside the city really thinks we're anything other than a playing team. But he went like, to the nuclear option saying that you're never going to win with trade. you got to blow it up. Yeah, so we'll get back into that. Uh, thanks to Evan Washburn for stopping by. Big O's got
1: all the things working today. He is uh, executive producing. Turtle's out today. He'll be on after we, we get off tonight. He's also running the board, so he's got a lot of stuff going on. Big O's got Yeah Man, No Man.
3: It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs here.
0: And gives rapid-fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. All right, Big O, what you got? This
4: is weird. Now, you guys can't see in the studio right now. Normally, Mike kind of sits in a seat. It's directed to my right on my eyeline side here. Yes. But he's totally out of view right now, so I have no idea. It's like Mike is sort of, he's there, but he's not there. All I can see
0: is the top of your hair. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because the computer, when it came in at 2, there were some computer issues. So I don't know what happened. The mouse was not functioning, Carl. Is it still not working? No. I, well, it, Mike Conti came in and fixed everything, but I'm, I'm just enjoying the view right now. I'm looking oh. at – I've got a great view of northern Midtown. The window and, out that way. And Buck's yes. different. Yeah, and, different. And, and the woman's got no shirt on over there, over here in the building, right behind uh, Colony hey Square. What's Very nice. Uh, um, excuse me? So, uh, Carl, are you cool with me? At, so if this is your radio from right to left, uh, Carl's at home base, I'd be at first base. Correct. Uh, Carl's at home plate, I'm at first, and uh, Orin's over there at second. That's a good call. There you go. So now, so adjust accordingly in your car.
4: There you go. Just turn the radio a certain way to <laughs> turn make it sure. Around? It, turn yeah, your turn radio around, around <laughs> upside down. Get the balance, whatever. Somebody's looking at the, the radio right. like a dog
1: right now. Sideways. <gasps> just,
4: just, no, they, just, the radio's still fine. There you go. Hmm. Um, yesterday, we were in studio, and about 6 o'clock, we looked up at ESPN, and Patrick Mahomes was doing an interview live from Disney World with ESPN, looking like he had had quite the night. Just partied out. It's a... Uh, One of those moments where you could tell how hungover he was because when they asked a question, he squinted. (laughs) <laughs> he was squinting the whole time. He was squinting. Normally, like I don't blame maybe like it. I can't hear, so maybe if I close my eyes a little bit, I'll be able to hear better like he was that hungover. We all had those moments right there, but
0: He looked like probably every Chiefs or maybe 49ers fan was feeling Carl the next day. I, listen, uh, and do you blame these guys three
1: no. three and two back to back? I, I wouldn't have went on any shows the next day. Like I would have been like, look, I'm not doing anything. I don't know where this is going. My guess is and and you know the reports were Kelsey and and uh and Swifty, they didn't finish till like, 5 a.m., oh, no. allegedly.
4: They, they went out. They, they, they did they it did big.
0: So, I mean. But you know you're the handler for Disney. Okay, Mr. Mahomes, we've just got a good morning LA. <laughs> Uh Then we're going to do the Today Show, and then we're going to wrap it up with ESPN. Yeah. yeah he's squinting
4: like, wait, right. say, say that again for me. I couldn't hear you. Good <laughs> luck. Uh, well, speaking of ESPN, he did do more talk shows yesterday, including one on CNN. And you guys mentioned earlier, Mike, about being at the gym today. Right. And you're. Your weight, uh, the guy in the the weight room talking about how it was all sort of rigged. Um, I,
0: I literally said, come on, dude, you, are you seriously kidding me? This well, guy was actually believing this thing was a fix.
4: Sometimes you got to go to the source, I guess. And that's what CNN did when they asked Patrick straight up, what's going on with the uh, whole fix?
0: So you, you might be aware, or maybe maybe not aware, there were some wild conspiracy theories that were flying around this season that... Uh, that the Taylor Swift effect was all scripted to allow Taylor to use the Super Bowl for politics, basically. So the president himself, President Biden, kind of got in on the joke uh, a little there. What do you make of just how this has spiraled, not just to football, but to politics in all these different areas?
4: Yeah, it's been wild to see. I mean, I try to focus in on football as much as possible, but there's always some conspiracy theories out there. I just try to enjoy football, my family, and uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of stay on social media as much as possible. Good <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I would say that that is wise. He played the high road, which was the absolute right thing to do in that moment right, right there, Patrick Mahomes. No,
0: I mean, I just, I'm blown away that people, like, as Carl and I said, we'll stay in our lane, but there's just, a, it's a plague. It's a plague on our society, this conspiracy fake news nonsense and people not thinking for themselves and just taking stuff and running with it and not looking at things and saying, wait, wait, wait a minute, come on. So, again, the conspiracy would have had to have started, I guess, Carl, with Buffalo, the Ravens uh, game plan. Correct. And then the fact that special teams went uh, in, in the garbage can for the 49ers. That, that was all part of it. It was all planned, and everybody kept it secret.
1: Yeah, it's, it's impossible is what it is. Um, you, couldn't, you couldn't do that even if you wanted to. There's just too many moving parts, too many organizations, too many people. And and if there was a conspiracy, Mike, you don't think they'd get out in some way, shape, or form? It's ridiculous. Here's the deal, Mike. People don't fact check. People don't read. People don't do the necessary work to understand, hey, I want to make sure I'm right about this. I just don't want to take the information that's given to me and run with it. So that's where we are. And people see this stuff, and
0: I'm just going to tell you. People saw this stuff on TikTok. I saw it. And it's like ridiculous. Well, so, people take information, and if it if it, if it if it if it if it aligns with their viewpoint on the world, then it's factual. Not the way it worked, guys, for much of our adult lives until the last five or six years. Yeah, anyway. the, the whole
1: conspiracy. And, right. and I'm glad Patrick Mahomes addressed it the way he did because he doesn't need to go down that road. He right. doesn't need to. You know what, dude?
0: He should. He could have easily said, Orn, I just want a Super Bowl." Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. We you know, yeah. I, I would actually like to say, Mahomes, you know what? To those people, we work really hard. We work our asses off to get to the Super Bowl. And we, our team was lost in the weeds. We look pretty bad offensively. Yeah. We really our coaching staff, we put the work in, we won the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. So do end you, of story. Do you think Nick Bolsa, who
1: was up ten points, do you think he didn't want to ring? There you go. I mean, come on.
4: There you go. Uh, This guy is now a part of our show every day at 3 p.m. You get to hear Darko Rajakovic (laughs) talking about this is shame, all this good stuff right here. (laughs) Last night, the uh, Raptors, who are a bit of a different basketball team right now after some trades, played the Spurs. And uh, Wimby had a historic line last night. 29 minutes, he had 27 points, 14 boards, 10 blocks, and 5 assists, making him one of, like, a handful of players to have that stat line in the game. The interesting story, though, was afterwards, before the game had ended, one face of the NBA himself, Scotty Barnes, did not hang around for the end of the game, took off off the bench a few seconds early while the game was still going on. This is Darko after the game addressing Mm. the veteran presence on that team, and uh, it's a very interesting way of describing it.
0: It is uh, definitely a learning opportunity for, for uh, all the players on the team, uh, from young guys to to all the vets. And uh, this is this is not the performance that we want to have. This that uh, competitive spirit that we want to have. So everybody's got to look in the mirror and figure out uh, uh, what we need to do. We need to be in our shoes. We cannot be anywhere else. And uh, tomorrow is a practice. We have a game against Indiana, and we got to take care of business. We cannot be anywhere else but being our shoes and taking care of business today. Here you go, get your we own shoes. We can't be go.
4: anywhere else but in our, in, in our shoes.
0: That's right. Well, that's a famous uh, slogan over there. Yeah. You must stay in your shoes. <laughs> I don't wear your shoes. I just love hearing this guy address the media. I could do Scotty this Scotty Barnes, night. national treasure. <laughs> Scotty Barnes, biggest star in Canada. Scotty Barnes is struggling right now. So. <laughs> Scotty Barnes struggling, probably needs to talk to media, but he needs to be in his own shoes. I love this guy. I do. He's great for he's great for the league, <laughs> and he's not afraid to take a fine. That's what I love. These are definitely. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of refs, I don't know if you have the audio. I mean, but uh, Thibodeau, if you didn't hear it, the Knicks got absolutely hosed on a, on a ridiculous call, and the ref, of course, later on said, "Oh yeah, we screwed it up." Three point play. Unbelievable. And the, and the Rockets are terrible. We just beat the Rockets. They yeah, go in did. the garden get the win. And uh, Thibodeau, I think it was was it Brunson was saying, I, "Great call." Great call! Because he's not going to find it. He <laughs> to find fifty grand. No I saw, way! I saw that on Sports this goes. morning. Not worth it. Yeah.
4: Not worth it. Uh, last story here: Tiger Woods made news today. He is unveiling with Taylor his own clothing line. Yes, yeah, all Sunday Red. It's got a Tiger logo with fifteen stripes. And it's supposed to represent fifteen. His fifteen M- majors. majors. Yeah, yeah. it's Carl, dope.
0: I, I, you and I – I don't want you. I can't speak for you. I signed up today. I got on their mailing list. May 1st, the apparel's going to start dropping. Yeah,
1: I uh, I absolutely love this. And it's not like he doesn't need Nike. They had a great relationship, a great run. But at this point in his career, you, you know, uh, the, to see something different and new right. and rebranding uh, – and I love it, by the way. The, I retweeted the the spot that he put out there. Um, yes, I am signed up. And I will tell you guys, I love Taylor May. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I love the fact that right. he's doing this. I really do. Yeah. He's, One thing, though, I am kind of
4: curious about, kind of threw me off. It's three words Sunday, Red. Red. Yes. Why was not Sunday one word as the kind of. The, uh, the guy from Taylor Bay tried to explain it that golf is played in the sun, so yes. that's what's supposed to represent sun. Gen- but generally during the day. Yeah, but the Sunday re- <laughs> the three words kind of, th- yeah.
0: Sunday red. I My first reaction when I saw that is the font and everything. It looks a little bit like stuff you'd see in China and, and Asia, which obviously is a huge golf market. So I'm not saying it was a, a, a cor- it was a specific decision on them but I thought it does it reminds you a little bit of win yeah Every, like you've been in Las Vegas all the casinos have like an Asian theme even like the fonts of the things yeah. that are English not Chinese symbols just it has it has that look a little bit to it just for my opinion. I'm with you. Uh, Chinese
1: New Year is going on, isn't it? Is it the Chinese Little New Year? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and that, red is the color
0: of good luck, right? I, it is. So
1: I think, yeah, Mike, it wouldn't surprise hmm. me. And again, with his background and his huh? heritage, it would not surprise it's me. Thai heritage, yeah, right? Yeah, that 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 is all probably playing into this. But I just like the fact that uh, this whole rebranding thing. Um, for Tiger is going to look different. And I just hope we'll see this week. Genesis, right? Genesis. This, this week? He's in the,
0: he's in the mix. So yeah. we'll,
1: we'll see how he looks. Uh, there was footage of him going and, I guess, getting ready to head out to the course and all that this today. So they're getting their practice rounds in. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what he looks like, man. Owen, great job. All right, guys, coming up. We're going to talk to Connor Riley. We'll get the latest not only on the dogs and what's going on, but we'll talk some college football with
0: Connor. Yeah, that Bama situation where a guy basically <laughs> sticks around till Sunday and then splits for the NFL. It's a, it's a bad look, Mike. Right. I think it is. I know these guys, and this is why we don't complain about
1: these players. I just think the portal has to have some rules. But if guys want to leave, they should be able to leave. And especially right. if you tell me you're staying and then you leave as soon as this thing is done. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Connor Riley next.